Welcome back to Yang Daily. I'll be your host, Alex Cheney, bringing you all the Yang news you need to live your life right. Late again, I know I'm terrible, but UBI lovers are going to love this episode because it's jam-packed with exciting advancements. Let's dig in. Quick shout out to our Tier 3 patrons, Shay Meehan and Nathan Stankowski, as well as all our other patrons. You keep us all informed and engaged. If any of you out there want to join these advocates of humanity first and independent journalism, head on over to patreon.com slash yangdaily. It would only take a couple of bucks a month from each listener to keep this podcast and community going and growing into the future. Now on to the news. Really quickly, I promise it won't turn into a whole episode this time, I just want to add to the vaccine transmission study two very important points that I left out. One, the CDC acknowledges that viral load alone is not enough to establish a person's likelihood of transmitting or spreading the virus, so we need to wait for more evidence on that. Second, the biggest factor may be one that I forgot to mention, how we measure who is infected. The report wasn't too clear on this, but presumably it was self-reporting, meaning only the people who voluntarily got tested for COVID and reported that they were at the event were represented in that study. Left out were all the people who got infected but did not get tested. And that is a huge potential sample bias, which alone could massively change the balance, because I wouldn't be surprised if people who get vaccinated are also as much as three, four, or five times as likely as the typical unvaccinated person to take a COVID test when they have reason to think they were exposed or are having symptoms. I won't turn this into a math episode, but if true, that alone would swing the numbers to showing that the unvaccinated were that many times less vulnerable to infection rather than equally vulnerable. Again, so many variables that we can't isolate. Okay, moving on. Representus's Democracy Can't Wait Week of Action is in full swing until the gerrymander deadline of August 8th. They're hosting events across the country to tell Congress to pass the For the People Act and not come home until gerrymandering is illegal. Check the link below to find one near you and stand up for democracy before it is too late. If you haven't received your child tax credit payment, you're likely hitting the same problem as many did with the means testing for stimulus checks, but if you're eligible, it can be resolved. Check the link below for a troubleshooting guide. The People's Basics podcast had the president of the American Small Business League and former Obama admin alum Lloyd Chapman as a guest to discuss how UBI helps small businesses. Remember the Patterson, New Jersey guaranteed income pilot? Probably not with all the pilots going on these days. A happy problem to have. Well, it's begun paying out. Over 100 residents received $400 last month, though that's out of 5,000 applicants. We need to get unconditional cash rolled out to everyone ASAP. The Center for Guaranteed Income Research will examine what impact the money has, using another 110 applicants who were not chosen to act as a control group. Now on to the really juicy stuff. In one of the most exciting UBI trial reports, well, ever, Charity organization 8.World provided a UBI to Busibi, a remote village of about 150 people in Uganda from 2017 to 2019, and documented it in action. Each of the 58 adults were given 16 euros a month and 8 euros more for each of their combined 88 children. They used simple mobile money transfers. The results? The bulk of the spending was on food, clothing, health, and education, but the single largest spending category was investment. The smallest spending category was recreation and drugs, which barely registered. 
those investments produced a, get this, 1,000% increase in small businesses, growing from two businesses to 20. Access to clean water and food increased by 60%, and food variety by 90%. In the UBI village, double the increase seen in neighboring villages, which may also have benefited from the larger economic boost of the UBI. 55% of recipients indicated they needed fewer doctor's visits after one year, 25% reported less physical abuse, school attendance doubled from 50% to 95%, and 80% of recipients reported being more satisfied with their lives, outperforming neighboring villages enormously. 10x small business development, 50 to 95% school attendance, these results are nothing short of astounding and life-changing. Incredible. This is definitely a trial that you want to bookmark and share, gang. It's more clear than ever that we are absolutely crazy to not be doing UBI everywhere. Let's fix that. Finally, on that note, we have some exciting UBI news here in the U.S. Representatives Ilhan Omar, Cory Bush, Dwight Evans, Jamal Bowman, and Pramia Jayapal have just introduced a bill for a national permanent guaranteed income. It's not full UBI because it is means-tested, and the timeline is quite long, but it is substantial. The bill would first create a $2.5 billion grant to fund pilots in hundreds of communities across the country from 2023 to 2027. It would then establish a national basic income in 2028, sending $1,200 a month to adults who earn up to $75,000 a year, phasing out beyond that, much like the stimulus checks did. For heads of household, the phase-out begins at $112,500 per year. It would also provide $600 a month per child. Undocumented Americans who file taxes with an ITIN number would be included. The bill would further establish postal banking to deliver funds to the unbanked. So obviously not precisely the UBI we want. Means testing continues to be an absolutely idiotic notion that legislators can't seem to get past. Phase-out number aside, any means testing excludes many of those who are eligible simply by dint of creating barriers to access, as we've seen in great detail with all other welfare programs. It's also disappointing to see the national basic income delayed until 2028, though it may be that a conservative timeline would make it more likely to pass. But $1,200 per adult and $600 per child would certainly be a decent amount. Details aside, this is the first basic income bill we've seen in a while, and a permanent one at that. It is great to see. The more, the merrier. Not long ago, such bills were nothing but dreams. We have changed that. Make sure to also thank the sponsors, Omar, Dwight, Bush, Bowman, and Jayapal. As always, Income Movement has us covered with template letters for your representatives. Just follow the link below, fill in a few details, personalize the letter if you want, and hit send to let your congresspeople know that you want them to support the Support Act. And that'll do it for today's Yang Daily. Bookmark and share the COVID caveats, the week of action on gerrymandering, the Ugandan UBI trial, and the Support Act, Flood Congress with calls, tweets, faxes, and letters using the resist bot or income movement easy contacts below. If you need help, consult Humanity Forward, the Income Movement Aid Database, the Mission Asset Fund, or United Way. And don't forget to Yang Daily.